Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. Every day on the I Work For Him show, it's our desire to challenge the way you think about your faith and how it connects to your work. And today we're tackling a topic. I don't think we've tackled this before. And if we did, we never tackled it this way. Today we're talking about spiritual gifts in the workplace. Do they apply? And we've got with us author, speaker, super dude, Darren Shearer, with Highbridge Books, and he's also an author of, of a book that I can't give away fast enough because people are demanding that I get more, Marketing Like Jesus, 25 Strategies to Change the World, and they're all modeled after how Christ changed the world. Darren Shearer, welcome back to the I Work For Him show. Thanks, brother. It's an honor to be with you. And by the way, I just sent you that next case of books, so you should be getting them shortly. Awesome. Awesome. I'm excited <laughs> about that. You sent them here to my wife in the bookstore, because she probably ordered the case. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And she can't keep them in stock. It's been incredible. All right, so I got a verse for us. Let's just read what Paul said about spiritual gifts in the, in the book of Corinthians. He said, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works 
in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the Spirit, this one Spirit, gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another person the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gifts each person should have. So Darren, sure, today we're going to talk about how do we know which one do we get? Or if we got multiple. Isn't that what we're going to talk about today? Absolutely. All right, so let me ask this question. You, 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 you run a publishing house, Highbridge Books. I got that right, right? I'm not just making that name up in my head. All of a sudden, I'm on the air, and I'm questioning myself. This, nailed it. I nailed it. And it's, and it's found online, hybridgebooks.com? That's right. That makes it easy. Okay, good. I, I've said it enough, and then when you say something enough, then you start to doubt yourself, and then I say it wrong. <laughs> you know, you're an author, you're a speaker, you've got a fantastic website, which I'm going to continue to point people to all day today, theologyofbusiness.com, theologyofbusiness.com, theologyofbusiness.com. It is packed full of fantastic information, not to be confused with theologyofwork.org, also packed full of fantastic information. You, you've got, you're an author, you're a speaker. What made you delve into spiritual gifts in the workplace? Well, I think because in the local church, there seems to be sort of a limited view of how the spiritual gifts are distributed and used. And, and so, for example, if, if you're like me, you've probably taken a couple of spiritual gifts assessments at your local church, and what I've found is that the way that those statements are phrased and really kind of the goal behind the spiritual gifts assessment is to find out where is this Christian supposed to be volunteering on Sunday morning? <laughs> yes, and exactly. About... It's a self-serving survey for the church. Oh, right. man, you nailed so... that. All right, that's it. That's it for the show today. He nailed it. Yeah. Absolutely nailed it. We're done. I'm just yeah, kidding. So, for example, if you have the gift of hospitality and, and you score high on that, oh, we need to put you as a greeter at the front door of the church. I mean, and that makes good sense because you don't want to have Mr brownie face at the at the front door but or the guy with the gift of prophecy at the front door (laughs) exhorting those walking through the door yeah that would be a bad idea yes and a lot of churches actually aren't even into the gift of prophecy but but but, but, but people mistake the gift of prophecy because that is one of my spiritual gifts it's not this foretelling of the future events although sometimes that can be it is more the speaking of truth the exhorting of truth out towards people and and you know that is that is definitely something that I've been gifted with. It is also a curse, because <laughs> sometimes you say the truth and people look at you like, I'm going to shoot you for telling me that. I don't really, really want to know. All right, so I, I'm sorry. I asked you this yeah, question, and you said, oh, say, because the churches, they use it for self-servingness sometimes. Right, and yet only about 85% of the Christian workforce, well, 85% spends the majority of their waking hours out in the marketplace. And so we're only talking about two maybe three hours at church during a week if you go to your Wednesday night service, which, you know, by the way, a lot of churches are kind of doing away with that. But then on the other hand, in the marketplace, as I've, and, and you've seen this too, I'm sure, as you've been reading books about marketplace ministry and, and faith at work and God at work and all these sorts of topics, is that people 
seem to have preconceived notions about what marketplace ministry is. And I've found that that typically is informed by whatever their gift is. So, for example, if I have a gift of prophecy, like Jim Brangenberg, I'm probably going to view that, I mean, that's my ministry. And so we can't help but encourage people to, to step out in those gifts and to use those gifts. A big one is the gift of evangelism. So if you have a I mean, a lot of the marketplace ministry teaching focuses on, okay, you need to be passing out tracts at work. You need to be, you know, you need to be sharing the gospel and your testimony around the water cooler. And that's, and that's part of it, but a lot of these people have the gift of evangelism. And so, and so my question is, if we, I mean, can you imagine what would happen if every Christian in the marketplace was aware of his or her spiritual gifts and started using them for ministry in the workplace daily for the glory of God. It is, I mean, it's just mind-boggling what could happen. You know, I, and we're going to get deep into this, but I just had a conversation with a young gentleman who I am mentoring at a workplace where I've been a mentor to the owner for the last five years. And this young gentleman, we, we did a spiritual gifts test. Your, I used your spiritual gifts test so I could put it in practice before our show today. I gave it to two people in the office, and then I took it myself. And, and I just... I challenged him to be a leader in the office where he's not a leader. I said, start praying for these people in your, in your workplace, but before you can start praying for them, you need to find out what do you need to be praying about them for. So I said, you got to get to know everybody you work with, and next week when I meet with you, I want you to tell me how you should be praying for these people. And he, and he went through and went, went around the entire office, told me everybody, and he nailed every one of these people. I've known now for five years, two years, three years. He, he nailed every one of them on how he should be praying for these people, and it was incredible. And I said, Wow. Have you got wow. the gift of intuition? I, I don't even. It, it's they, I mean, people would put it in a real spiritual word. Uh, it, what, what do you want to call that? It's discernment, I suppose. That would be a, that would be that how that would really be. But he nailed it. And and a, every with this business owner and every business owner that I work with, if I can get them to cooperate with me in some things, I always make them find out what their love languages are. Other people, whether they're Christ followers or not, what's the love language? What is their gifting? Whether you want to call it spiritual gifting or not, what is their gifting? You know, if they're Christ followers, and you find out what their spiritual gifting is, because a lot of times God will take the spirit of God and and take your natural gifting and explode it. And, and, and you, but you find out, and then you do your disc profile. See who is this person that God. Is created and how can you deal with them? So it's powerful. Yeah. It's powerful. Right, right, right. All right. So, but answer this. So, how did you learn to apply it to the workplace? I mean, how did you get that? Okay, you saw the need. Hey, they're only applying it to how it can serve the church body inside that church building. How did you say, wow, I need to turn, I need to shift that paradigm and chase after people in the workplace? Yeah, well, I mean, the spiritual gifts, those are the tools that God has given to the Church to do ministry. And so, if we're talking about how do we do marketplace ministry, it makes sense to me that we should identify what our spiritual gifts are. And I think that's why the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. So, the way I define spiritual gift is, I mean, they're not... They're not natural abilities. They're not character traits. They're not titles in a local church. They're not confined to, you can only use it in the for-profit or only in the non-profit sector. They're not only for serving Christians. We really need to get a hold of that. And they're not given to only some Christians. Every Christian has spiritual gifts. And, and it's important to really understand what these spiritual gifts are. They're, they're only for born-again Christians. So that speaks to what you were mm. talking about just a minute minute ago, that they're not 
natural abilities. So kind of one of the things that got me really exploring this particular topic is that I noticed that there's a gift of administration. And, and, and yet we know many non-Christians, you could probably look down the list of the Fortune 500 companies and identify who their CEOs are. They're probably very effective administrators, I would imagine. And, and they're probably very effective leaders as well. And yet there are other gifts, such as the gift of healing, where you cannot do that in the name of Jesus. You cannot heal somebody in the name of Jesus unless you're a Christian. This is not going to happen. And, and so, so I was just really wrestling with what, is, what are spiritual gifts? All right, so when you wrestled, what did you come up with? Well, they're only for born-again Christians, and they are gifts to the Church through individuals. So, so it's not like, okay, I have a gift of administration, and that's just for me to, to make money uh, so that I can get ahead of my career and all, all these different things. They are, they are given to the Church, and, and I believe that when you become a Christian, your natural abilities become spiritual gifts. And because and what happens is your, your gifts, your abilities, are given then to the Church. They become spiritual gifts that can now produce eternal results and rewards. So we talk about financial return on investment and social return on investment. I'm talking about eternal return on investment, where the work that we do in the marketplace can actually have an eternal impact because we have been endowed with spiritual gifts as Christians in the marketplace. And then, and then they're fueled by the fruit of the Spirit, because you could be a, a great administrator, but you only want to use it because it's going to help you get ahead in your career. But if it's a spiritual gift, that means it's fueled by love. And, and Paul said, if I, if I can prophesy and if I have all these spiritual gifts, but I don't have love, then I have nothing. And, and that's another difference between natural abilities and spiritual gifts. And then they're also governed and directed by the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not something that we can just use apart from the Holy Spirit, because that's where the power comes from. Well, I, and, I, and I'm going to add something in there. I, I was trying not to interrupt you, but i, I got to get in on bursting. Um, you know, the, the whole purpose of the body of Christ, individual Christ followers getting spiritual gifts, is not for their own benefit. It is for the body of Christ, but it's to bring glory to our Heavenly Father. I mean, it's to show his power in our lives. I mean, when when somebody's life has been impacted by Christ and, and they decide to be a, they, to submit their lives to the Lord and to become a Christ follower, their lives are never the same again. They, they, their lives have been impacted by Christ. If somebody says they're a Christian and they look and they act exactly the same as they did before they said they were a Christian, I'm doubting it because everybody in the scriptures who had who had a conversation with Jesus Christ, they had they had an interaction with Jesus Christ. Their lives were never the same again. Never. Good or bad, never the yep. same again. And, and so these spiritual gifts have been given to draw attention and to, to draw attention to our heavenly Father and say, "Hey, wow." Where did and, you know there were the sign gifts, the healing and tongues that were that were done in broad brush by you know the the shadow of Paul as he was or Peter walking into the temple, you know the, those were done to just show the power of God in in right. just normal people, and that's what these gifts are. They're there to show the power of God in people that there's no other way to explain. But wow, that has to be yeah. God in them because they were 
super weird or super messed up before they came became a Christ follower. I mean, for whatever the, whatever it may be. But right. it, it's it's sorry. I didn't mean to, I, if I took the wind out of your sails. I apologize. No, not at all. No, it's spot on. All right, so when when we come back, I really want to dig deep. Well, first of all, I never even got to ask you the question. We're out of time in this segment, but I, I want to hear how Christ is working in your life today. You're, you're living in Houston, Texas. They got a little bit of rain in the last few weeks in, in Texas, yeah. and I know Texas is a big state, but you know, for a state that prayed for rain, maybe you guys should have stopped last year. I don't know. Because you guys, you guys prayed for rain for a decade. You didn't get rain. You've gotten a decade's worth of rain in the last couple of months. All right. All right. So we want. We're today talking with Darren Shearer about his book. No, he didn't write a book on this yet. But he, he has written an incredible book. I'm sorry. I'm going to start this all over again. Welcome back to the I Work For Him show. Today we're talking with Darren Shearer. He is an author. He's a speaker. He's written a great book, Marketing Like Jesus. He's got a fantastic website, theologyofbusiness.com. Today we're talking about spiritual gifts in the workplace. He's written a blog on this. That I have found. And I'm sure someday he's going to write a book on this. Darren Shearer, welcome back to the I Work For Him show. <laughs> It's great to be with you. And by the way, I am working on a book. This is this is a book, and I'm hoping it's going to be out in fall of 2015, as early as as early as September. You got a good publisher? Absolutely. Okay, just just checking, <laughs> just checking. Okay, so we're talking about spiritual gifts in the workplace today, and we've we've added we've asked a lot of questions. I, I first want to know before we do book highlight segment, how is Christ specifically making an impact on your life today, Darren? Well, God is, is just so good. I mean, we just thank, thank Him for His goodness every day. And and so recently, we just found out, as a matter of fact, it was two nights ago, we had a big reveal party and found out the gender of our baby that's on the way. He's, and it's a boy, and he's going to be due in October. Well, so, congratulations just, to you and your bride. That's number two, right? That's right. That'll be number two. So we got, we'll have two boys. To uh, to take over hybrid books and theology of business. Well, that's that's twenty percent on your way to having eight, so that's fantastic. Or twenty five percent on the way to having eight, or twenty percent on your way to having ten. So that's that's awesome. I hope someday I get to meet those kids. That would be fantastic. When you guys go to Florida for vacation, because I know in Houston, the weather's not near as nice as it is here in Florida. Is it hot and muggy there today? Uh, it, it is. It usually is. <laughs> yeah. I walked it's outside today. I'm like, why do I live here? Oh my okay. word! It's like if, who who needs a sauna in Florida? I know people that have saunas in Florida. I have no idea why. All hey, right, so it, the Gulf of Mexico. It doesn't it doesn't ever make sense. Hey, we're going to do a book highlight segment, and you're going to help me with it today, just so you know. But it's uh it's brought to you, of course, by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. We're going to give you a copy of Darren's book, Marketing Like Jesus. If you are running a business, want to launch a business, you need to get this book. It is. Fan stinking tastic. Absolutely a must have in any Christ followers, really any business owners uh, bookcase. You got to have it in your library. Marketing Like Jesus by Darren Shearer. Darren, 30 seconds. Tell us about the book. Yeah, so what both of us are trying to do, Jim, is to bridge the gap between the church and the workplace. And I've found that marketing is something that nonprofits, for profits, everybody has in common because everybody is trying to strategically influence another person and that's the essence of what marketing is and and what i also discovered is that jesus is the most effective strategic influencer he's the most effective marketer in all of history i mean one out of three people in the world claims to be one of his followers which of course we can argue that statistic but so he wrote this book book, you're out of time that was that was 30 i said 30 seconds all you got darren shearer we're talking today about spiritual gifts in the workplace 
and how they apply. And do they apply? And you've come up with this spiritual gifts inventory test. That's right. Okay. Is it going to be available to everybody? People are going to pay for it? How are they going to get access to this? So it's going to be a part of the book that will be released, again, as early as September. That's my goal for getting this book out. But I'll tell you what, Jim, if your listeners email me at darren at hybridgebooks.com, I will personally send a copy of the assessment to them. All right, so I'll put that link tonight on our Facebook page and, and make sure I announce it. But Darren at HighBridgeBooks.com, and it's D-A-R-R-E-N at HighBridgeBooks, HighBridgeBooks.com. All right, we'll do that because it's, it's fantastic. So I've taken three people through this in the last week because you gave it to me. I wanted, I wanted to talk about it today. And it's a very it's done very, very differently. I, I love the way you, you approach this because you, what you did is you set up a little chart, which they all do that, and you're asking questions from people to rank, does this apply to you? One, never, two, rarely, three, occasionally, four, often, and five, always. And and you got sixty nine questions. But you then you, you kind of calculate it differently than I've ever seen done before. And then you just got these columns, and, they, and you roll across, and if it's a 15, then, then you that's probably a spiritual gift of yours. And if it's a, well, I think the lowest number I got was a 3, probably not a spiritual gift of yours. And that one, <laughs> I think, mercy. I think I got a 3 on mercy, gifts of healing, speaking in tongues. All three of those were 3s. Uh, so I, not, not my gifting, but what I loved is that you broke it out into more than 11 categories, which your blog article that you did broke it out into 11 spiritual gifts being used in business, but yet your assessment has 23. Where'd you get the other 12? So those, the, the 11 that I have in that particular blog post I think you're referring to are part of the 23. Okay. And so those are not, those are not in addition to. So, so basically what I tried to do with this particular assessment, I think what makes it distinct from other assessments that you and your listeners may have taken is that I tried to really get to the heart of what the gift is, and I took it outside of it, but it still encompasses our role, because we still need to be using our gifts for our local church, I believe that, but the primary place where we spend our time is out in the marketplace. And so, for example, a lot of these sessions you'll see, they're trying to find out if you have the gift of helps, and it'll say things like, um, I-, I like to help out with odds and ends around the church building. And and again, people only spend about two hours of their time each week in the church. And so what if I don't if I don't help out with odds and ends around the church, that means I don't have that particular gift. I mean obviously that's that's not the case. And so that was one of the things that makes it distinct. So, but where? So, what my question was, and maybe I just asked it poorly. You know, the scriptures lay out eleven or twelve, depending on which uh, of uh, book of Paul you're reading, uh, eleven or twelve spiritual gifts that are identified. Yet you've got twenty three. Are some of those twenty three okay. like derivatives of the original eleven? Some of those extra twelve are they derivatives of the eleven that are in your blog, or, or where'd you come up with them? Like, oh, let me just give you the example, so I'm not throwing you down a path somewhere you know where I'm going. I know what you're. I know what you're saying. But 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 you don't know what I'm going to say next though because you know I'm not your I'm not your wife. Um, well, maybe I have a gift of prophecy. Yeah, but I, yeah, but that's that is not how it's really used. That's how it's misused. Okay, but connecting. You put on there that a spiritual gift. One of them is connecting, which which I agree, but it's not listed. Paul doesn't list connecting in there. Yeah. 
And networking is really what you're saying, connecting, taking two people who need to meet each other, two people who need to minister to each other, two people that need to be face-to-face, facilitating that. That is a gift. And knowing when A equals A and you need to connect them. I mean, that, I do that all the time. But right. I never realized it was a spiritual gift because it's not listed. Yeah. So, so the spiritual gifts, Paul gives three different lists of spiritual gifts. So you've got Ephesians 4, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and they're all separate lists. There's some similarities, but what that seems to imply is that there are more than just what each individual list by itself uh, lists out. Okay. And, and so that's, that's kind of the premise behind having additional gifts, because, I mean, we just know through practice. I mean, we see the way that God is working in the Church. We know, for example, with connecting that your Church uh, probably has, uh, and a lot of Christians have the gift of connecting and networking. I mean, that's how a lot of things happen. I mean, that's how that's how a lot of people uh, come to the Lord, is through people that have the gift of connecting. They're the ones that are getting groups together. They're the ones that are active on LinkedIn, for example. Uh, and and so that's just one particular gift and, and kind of the way it, that it's being used in the marketplace. I, I totally get it, and I totally agree with you. I just had never seen it put that way, and so I wanted yeah. to, I just wanted to challenge you. In fact, one of my listeners texted me and goes, and he knew about the spiritual gift stuff we talked about earlier today, and he goes, but ask him where he got the other ones. Ask him where he got these. So I like that. So there's three different passages. You said Ephesians 4, 1 Corinthians 12, which I read at the beginning of the show, and then you said Romans what? Romans 12. Is it Romans 12? Romans 12. Romans 12, that's right. Okay. So you've got these, and and so people total them out. They, they answered 69 questions, uh, and whether it applies to them or not, and what level it applies to them, and then you total it out, and the ones that are 15 are, are your strongest spiritual gifts, but yet there, I, had, I had one 15, two 14s, and three 13s. But I, and so I looked at all of them, and they're all... They're all gifts that are part of my passion. And some of them have grown as I've grown in, in Christ, and some of them have been there since the very beginning when I gave my life to Christ. Yeah. So it's it's very good. It's very accurate. I, I love it. I always like testing it to see if anything's changing or to see if anybody, anybody's just off their rocker. So that, that's that's good. I'm just testing you because I love you. I want to make sure that you're on you're on track. So let's talk specifically. I know now you have no idea what to do with me. Now you're going, why did I have this phone call with Jim today? <laughs> So let's talk about how they apply, because that's really what what we're here to do today, is encourage people that their spiritual gifts apply to the workplace. And let's give them some specific ways that they do apply to the workplace. I'll let you pick. You pick a specific gift, and let's talk about how it applies. You, okay. Let's pick two or three of your hot buttons, because we only have a few minutes left. Sure. So one of the gifts is the gift of discernment that Paul mentions in 1 Corinthians 12.10. And, and I think one of the ways that that I mean, in church, we might say, um, oh, I have, a, I have a word for you, or, or I'm sensing something from the Holy Spirit that, uh, that could potentially prevent harm coming to you, or it could prevent some type of adverse situation that you're about to walk in and you're not realizing it. The gift of discernment would come into effect there. But in the marketplace, it, it might come in the form of helping to protect your company from bad business partners or bad business deals. My friend Paul Williams, uh, he has a cybersecurity company, and he has this gift. And he uses it to help companies and elite government agencies to prevent cybersecurity breaches. In fact, he was just recently uh, a guest on my 
on my podcast, and, and you can check that out at theologyofbusiness.com. But it's a great case study in how this gift, what it looks like in the, in the marketplace, because his job is to profile people to, to find out. I mean, he solved double, a, double agent cases for, for government organizations, and he was speaking recently at one of these organizations, and toward the end, the people began to ask him, how do you do this? Like, how are you able to see this about people and situations? We've been through the training, we've been through the classes, but you have something that I just don't have. And they were all asking him this, and he said, all right, I don't know if you're going to like my answer, but I'm a servant of the Most High God. And then he begins to go in and share his testimony, <laughs> and then he shared about I love how, that. And then he began to share about how when you become a Christian, that the Holy Spirit will give you certain gifts and will activate some of your natural abilities to make them spiritual gifts to be able to display the glory of God. And he's had numerous CEOs, people ask him, what is, how did you do this? Like, it's just, it's just mind-boggling to people when they see what can happen with a spiritual gift versus just a natural ability. All right, so can you ask Paul to see if he can find those missing emails uh, about Benghazi and about the IRS, because those are still bothering me. There's, he's probably, he's probably on it. Right? He probably knows where they are. We just need to get them out in the public. Okay, sorry. That's just I, I'm stepping down, stepping down. You know, I, yeah, I'm stepping back, stepping off. Because, yeah, okay. <sighs> sorry, there's too many, too many news stories. And in the bottom of the half hour, there was a news story about that incredibly horrible killing in South Carolina last night. Yeah. And the president went political on it in the middle of this thing. And it just drives me nuts. Absolutely crazy. Because. It just drives me crazy. Yeah. Okay, so well, rescue about, me. How about the gift of pastoring? Okay, give me, yeah, let's do that. How does that apply to the workplace? That's one, your, that's one of your gifts, right? It is one of my gifts. So basically, I would love to hear kind of how you use it, but, but the gift of pastoring is not necessarily, I mean, a lot of pastors of churches don't have the gift of pastoring, because what it is is it's about meeting the spiritual and emotional needs of, of people, and that could be your coworkers, it could be the members of your congregation. So, I mean, these are the people in your church that are doing hospital visits in the marketplace. There are organizations like Marketplace Chaplains and Corporate Chaplains of America that provide excellent opportunities for Christians with this particular spiritual gift to pastor people in the marketplace. And not everybody has that that gift, that that desire to just basically walk through to thick and thin with your coworkers, and I mean, these are the people that are, I mean, maybe taking up collections to help out with with somebody's uh, personal or family need in the workplace. I mean, there's just so many opportunities to provide pastoral care, regardless of. I mean, are, are we? Do we say that only Christians deserve pastoral care? I mean, obviously, it's for the people in our workplace. And we want to attract them. And, and, and what's kind of funny in that in that case, a lot of times it's my pastoral one intersects with my um, with intercession because the Lord will yeah. often place people on my heart to pray for them. And then after he does it two or three times in a row, I'll call him and say, why am I praying for you? Because the Lord's put you on my heart. So that's one way of, of pastoring or reaching out for people's spiritual needs. But in the workplace, what I've seen is it just a skill and it's something that, again, God is refining me. I just pay attention to people's demeanors. 
and I can notice yeah. when their demeanor is changed, whether it's in their tone of voice or whether it is in in their face. Uh, you can hear the face on the in a tone of voice in case you never see people, and yeah. it gives you the ability to like, what's going on? Because yeah, I was actually going to point that out because you mentioned earlier that you were coaching this uh, this person on how to pray for the members of of his company in in the marketplace and how you really emphasize that. For him, and that's what the spiritual gifts do: is they challenge other members of the body of Christ. To just because I don't have the gift of evangelism doesn't mean that I'm not supposed to share the gospel. Amen to that. That's right. That not, but it what it does mean is that it's not going to be your natural. Uh, well, I shouldn't say natural, but it's not going to be your default. Uh, there are going to be other Christians where that's their primary spiritual gift, and we need all of the gifts in operation in the marketplace. I mean, to make a local church run, you might not necessarily need all of them to, to have a service and have a have music on Sunday morning, but to bring glory, spread the awareness of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea, as it says in Habakkuk, I mean, that takes every spiritual gift to reveal the glory of God, and it happens in the marketplace. Well, and I and I would agree. I mean, it's so powerful to see these gifts at, at work, and, and to see them in play because they do apply and it's and it's so it is amazing when you start to realize that your spiritual gifts apply to your workplace and that was something yeah. that I, I had to you know I didn't find it out at church I mean I, I yeah. found it out by reading things by by seeing it just by seeing yeah. it it's it's a really it's a really cool thing to know that wow God really cares about our workplaces He really wants us to make an impact and and that's that's the part you just said something about evangelism no we're not all evangelists. But we are all called to share what Christ has done in our lives. And the Holy Spirit is the one that leads them to Christ. But I have met evangelists, and there's a difference between somebody sharing their faith and an evangelist. I have watched a gifted evangelist, and people are drawn to gifted evangelists, and they are thrown on their knees. It is an amazing spiritual gift. That is not my gift, because I don't have the gift of mercy either. That's where the pastoring woman meets kind of funny, the gift of mercy. All right, listen. Today we're talking with Darren Shearer, author, speaker, and publisher. I mean, really, Darren, you do it all. And he's got this incredible website, theologyofbusiness.com, and he wrote a blog that I got a hold of, 11 Spiritual Gifts Being Used in Business. And we talked about it, and we said, hey, let's do a show just talking about how our spiritual gifts apply to the workplace. And so, Darren, you get one more. You get time to do one more. Let's talk about one more spiritual gift that's on your hot list and how it applies to the workplace. Well, one of the gifts is the gift of cross-cultural ministry. You might consider it a missionary gift, which is a, a desire, it's a gift, and an enabling to reach foreign lands with the gospel. And one of the things that's happening, Jim, as, as I'm sure you're aware, is that a lot of nations will not allow missionaries in like they used to. But what they will allow are business people. They will allow somebody to come in and create value for their economy, create jobs, and, and, and just build a, build a company. And one of the people who does that is a man named Ken Eldred, and, and he emphasizes this aspect of marketplace ministry as he finances and builds multi-million dollar, what he calls, kingdom businesses in India and China to transform these nations with the gospel. He's got a company in India where I think it's like, Four to six percent Christian in the nation, and yet something like sixty percent of the employees in this company are uh, are Christian because he partners with the pastors 
in in India, and they refer these young up and coming um, business professionals. They get training in this call center, and then they go on and they transform the nation for the for the glory of God. They're getting discipleship training in the company, and that's his that's his passion. It's working overseas and doing missions uh, for the for the glory of God in business specifically. That's so cool. All right, let's tell people fifteen hundred employees in this company. So this is no. This is no small company. No, and that's a gift just to run a business that size. That's a gift. All right, so let's talk about how people can get a copy. You said that if people would email you directly, Darren at HighBridgeBooks.com, Darren at HighBridgeBooks.com, you'll send them a copy of this test, of the Spiritual Gifts Key, as you want to call it. Well, what do you call it? You call it a Spiritual Gifts Assessment. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Spiritual Gifts in the Marketplace Assessment. Yeah. Spiritual Gifts in the Marketplace But when your book comes out in September, this will automatically be part of that book. If they buy the book, they're going to get the assessment as part of it. That's it. All right, so when the book gets released, you actually have some hard covers, soft hard covers. Then we can do, let's do the show again. I, I reserve the right to do a recall interview so we can talk about this again because we have we still got 20 more spiritual gifts in the marketplace we can talk about. So much more that. left. That would be really cool. So make sure you keep that I'm in mind. Trying to get, I'm trying to get stories of people that are using these spiritual gifts. So when you when you ask me for the assessment, I want to send the assessment to to your listeners and then ask them to tell me how they use those, their top three spiritual gifts in a business setting. So maybe after I get my MailChimp thing going, we can actually send some out to some of my people that have enrolled and, and get that kind of perspective between now and when your book comes out. So we'll do that. All right, listen, we come to the end of another I Work For Him show. And as I do each and every day, I challenge, I'm challenging people here in Tampa Bay and everybody listening, when you listen to this archive and you listen to the podcast, maybe even months from now, I want you to join the I Work For Him nation. I want you to go on the website, iworkforhim.com, and click on Contact Us and say, Jim, I want to join the I Work For Him nation. Some of you may go, but what does that mean? I'm asking for a thousand people to start off by making this commitment that you'll start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That you'll look for ways to befriend and serve those coworkers in a workplace. So you can be a great example of who Christ is each and every day. And to look for ways to pray with people in the workplace, but all along being the best and brightest example of you in your employee position, whatever it may be within the business, whether you're the janitor or the CEO, that you're the best. The people look at you and go, wow, he's a Christ follower and he does the best work in the company. That's who I want to be. Go on to the I Work For Him website, click on Contact Us. Last night, I'd like to I'd like to welcome Yvette, who joined the I Work For Him nation last night. Yvette, thank you for joining. Thanks for taking time. Hey, go out to our I Work For Him website. As long as you're out there, our I Work For Him I'm having a hard time. Facebook page. And look for all the information on some upcoming major changes happening in the I Work For Him radio program. Lots of great things happening. July the 20th will be a big day as we shift on the I Work For Him radio program. But we're not going away. We're just changing things around. So go on our website and find out more about that. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. 